And a good morning to everybody. Welcome to the Columbus Rapids Weekly. This is the first episode of the podcast dedicated to everything Columbus Rapids FC in the National Indoor Soccer League, the inaugural season. I am your host, Richard Holdridge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Austin. Matt, this is it. This is the first episode of our podcast, and I got to say it's an honor having you on the show. I just appreciate being a part of it, man. I'm. It's been a fun ride so far with this the way this season's gone. I know we haven't had the results that we've wanted, but you know, overall, it's it's been a good time. Now, the breaking news just occurred today, due to weather conditions. That road trip up on Sunday against the Fayetteville Fury has been postponed to February, which means the next game will be this Monday against the Rome Gladiators. It's Martin Luther King Day. It's a holiday. The kids are out of school, and kids are getting in free. Matt, you going to take your kids to see the Rapids take on the Gladiators? Unfortunately, I won't be able to. I believe my wife will be able to. Uh, because of my full-time job, I'm not able to to get away and, and be there for, for early afternoon stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's going to be cool. It's going to – I'm interested to see and, and watch the game uh, on the on the YouTube feed uh, and kind of see what the crowd looks like and, and how they how they interact on a – on a day where there, you know, there should be a bunch of kids there. There should be a bunch of families show up. All right, let's talk about the season so far. The Rapids women's team picked up the victory Friday night against the Memphis Americans on penalty kicks. What an exciting game. It was one of the best games I've ever called. You got to call play-by-play for the rematch against the Memphis Americans. And, however, they lost that game in overtime. The women's team is 1-3 and three on the season. And the men's team is 0-4. But we're going to talk about the women's team first. How exciting was that to have two close matchups against the Memphis Americans, which is considered the best team in the NISL, and the Rapids went toe-to-toe with them? It was one of those games that just kind of – I'm not going to say that it felt surreal, but it felt like the Rapids had turned a corner. It felt like they had had found their way. Or like you said, they're 0-4. They've had a couple – pretty ugly losses and that's not you know this is a team that has been together for all of two months you know this team is is going to get better as the season goes on and I think they found their stride on Saturday afternoon against the Americans you saw Braden Wood with an assist a goal and then you know that was in the in the first half and then in the second half late in the game with about 50 seconds left hit, you know, get assisted, get the assist from Clayton Wood, uh, Clayton Adam and just punish the ball into the top corner and and tie the game up. And it was it was very impressive to see. I think this is a team that's coming into their own and the, the players are getting used to them, you know, playing with them with, the, you know, their other teammates. Now, one player in particular, Ethan Allure, he had an assignment by head coach Eddie Miranda to guard Jordy Jordovich, considered the best player in the NISL. Now, Jordy got his goals. He currently leads, leads the NISL with 11 goals. He did get three goals in that game. Two of them were on set pieces. One was on a fluky play where he jumped out of the wall on a line change and scored the game-winning goal in overtime. I had Ethan Allure on Off the Walls, which is the coach's show that we have that's on the YouTube channel. And he's an amateur at a point university up here at West Point, Georgia, actually where I work, I actually work in LaGrange, but 
he's a good guy. I think he's going to contribute to this team, especially on defense. What a performance that Ethan did on Jordy. I, I cannot tell you enough. I'm just in awe of his performance and what he did. He's shown a level of maturity at such a young age for this team. He's one of the younger leaders. Like you said, he had an assignment to Mark Jordy Jordovich and did. You know, one goal, questionable, Could maybe a foul could have been called. Maybe, you know, maybe it was just a little incidental contact. But, you know, that was the first goal of the game for Jordy Jordovich on the corner kick for Memphis. The other ones were he had one other goal against the run or in the run of play. And Ethan Allure did exactly what he was assigned to do. He's another big body uh, that this team has. And, and that was what made Columbus so successful against them. All right, let's talk about the women's team because they did pick up the victory Friday night against Memphis. They went toe-to-toe with Memphis in that second game, however, losing to overtime. That first game, Casey Hall with two goals. They came down from a 3-1 deficit. Martita Necrasis picked up the first goal for the Columbus Rapids. But Casey Hall, you heard it on the broadcast. It was just an exciting moment for me. It was an exciting moment for the fans at the Civic Center. For Casey Hall to tie it up and then hold off Memphis in that overtime, keep their leading goal scorer scoreless, Ashlyn Jones, and then it goes to penalty kicks. You couldn't ask for better excitement Friday night in the Civic Center. But oh, oh wait a second. It got duplicated the following day. <laughs> the, the, the back-to-back matchups with, again, Memphis is the number one team in the league. And, and we knew coming into this, into this weekend – what that meant and what that meant to these players. I said it on the broadcast on Saturday, Columbus and Memphis will be the rivalry to watch in the NISL. And as the league develops, you know, two OG members and the two that really got the league kicked off in December in Memphis, uh, both teams for Columbus came away hurt. Uh, and, and that's just, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That's what it was. Um, but to turn around and the growth that these girls showed on Friday after being down, you know, they could have been down. They could have hung their heads. They could have, you know, packed it in and called it a night knowing they had to play again on Saturday, but they chose not to. They came out, they fought, they scratched and clawed their way back to tie it up, held them scoreless in overtime. Casey Hall with the lone goal in the penalty shootout. How about Bria Riancho? Those stops, I, I watched that on replay. Ashlyn Jones, when Bria actually anticipated and, and stopped it, she is like my favorite goalie on the women's team. I had her on the show for Off the Walls. She's just a tremendous uh, a contributor to this team and keeps, keeps the Rapids in the game. Just an amazing job that Bria has done so far this season. She reads the game so well. She's always in. The, it always seems like she's in the right spot at the right time. She came out on the penalty shootout, and and for those that didn't get to watch it, go back and watch the Friday night's ending to the women's game. It's the very end of the video. She came out, she closed off the angle of the shooter, and ended up. I mean, the ball came right at her. The other two, she came out and forced them to go wide, and they hit the boards. So their shots weren't even on frame because of that. Bria Riancho plays with such a, a tenacity and and savagery when she's in the goal, and it it brings the rest of the team up. When there's a huge save made, that boosts the defense. That boosts the attackers because they, all right, 
let's go. We made, you know, there's a state there. They should have scored. Let's go get one out in front of them. And you could see that as the game progressed on Friday and, and on, I mean, even into Saturday, you know, Columbus on Saturday had a, had a 1-0 lead, then had a 2-1 lead. And then in the second half, there wasn't a single goal scored until, you know, Kelsey Keown put one in, just took a bounce right to her in overtime that, that won the game for me. And I loved your goal call. Kalia Utsi, Brittany Conway scoring her second goal on a back-to-back. She scored a goal in the first game and then scored another goal. I really enjoyed hearing your goal calls, uh, and I know that you're very proud of that. And we really worked well together up in the broadcast booth on uh, Saturday. I'm getting a lot of compliments of the broadcast that they really appreciate the two broadcast team. Did you and me doing play-by-play in color? I really enjoyed it. Randall enjoyed it. Uh, Jared enjoyed it. Jason enjoyed it. Lee enjoyed it. You know, everybody that I've talked to, again, just like you, I mean, it's been it's been all positive feedback uh, about Saturday's broadcast. And and even, you know, I've got a friend that lives up in Milwaukee. He went back and watched the game, and he was like, you know, the first half of that women's game when you were by yourself was a little rough. Whenever you had a – you know, you really came into it in the second, second half of the women's game. I said, I know. I had somebody up there that I could actually, you know, bounce off of and, and feed off of and, you know, actually have some have – some, some, conversation with and it's fun and exciting and that's one of the reasons why that we started this podcast because we right now in our broadcasting careers live and breathe rapid soccer and i just want to get on a podcast and talk rapid soccer i'm hoping to get coaches and players on as guests for future episodes but this is going to be a weekly podcast as we reflect on the season and preview upcoming games So before we close this podcast, let's preview the Rome Gladiators. We have not seen this team so far. Uh, The men's team is 0-2 on the season. They lost to Fayetteville last week in a shootout. It was a very exciting match. The women's team actually beat the Fayetteville Fury on Sunday, and they have the leading goal scorer in the NISL for the women, uh, Carly Banks. She's got seven goals on the season I'm not sure about the scouting report. I was talking to Coach Miranda and Coach Galino about what to expect against the Rome Gladiators because we haven't seen them yet. But I'm looking forward to an exciting matchup with our geographical rival, Matt, because Rome, Georgia, they'll start becoming our geographical rival, I believe. But this is going to be exciting to see them go up against the Rome Gladiators. It will be. And and going back and watching, you know, because I've gone back and watched Rome again in Memphis. And – the women's team for that that Rome has is really, really good and really impressive. They took Memphis to the wire. I mean, Memphis in the last three games, they had one or had two games go into overtime, one go to a penalty shootout, and one of them they scored with the last forty in the last forty seconds of the game in Memphis against Rome to win five to four. Um, so Memphis has been put through the ringer too for the last few games and has come away with a two, one record from those three games. This, this matchup with Rome will be pretty, pretty impressive and and really intense. And, and I'm on edge, you know, now to watch this women's game, Rome beat Fayetteville 11 to two Fayetteville came into Columbus and, and beat the women's team five to three Rome's men's team. I haven't seen too much of, uh, I know that they they got just beat pretty bad by Memphis 
and then the game against Fayetteville, they went in and showed up. And like you said, they went into a penalty shootout. I believe the final score of that one was five to four. Um, so they've got some talent and they've got the ability to hang with every team in this league. Uh, even without a home arena, they won't have a home crowd anywhere. Uh, I was looking at their social posts. They're signing players. They had, they had signed players the weekend that they played Fayetteville. They signed players in the in crown Coliseum in Fayetteville, North Carolina. They were posting pictures of player signings. Yeah. Interesting. It's, 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 it's cool. It's unfortunate that they don't have a home arena because I'm sure they would love to be able to play at home in front of their family and friends and, and, you know, where they grew up in their hometown. Uh, but, but they're going to bring it. And our teams, our, our guys, our girls, they have to be ready. All right. We are looking forward to the remaining season of the national indoor soccer league still early in the season. And I want to thank everybody for listening to our podcast. That's all the time we have on Columbus Rapids Weekly. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Make sure to like our podcast, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will see you then. Thanks for listening to Columbus Rapids Weekly. Check back next week for more news, scores, and highlights from around the National Indoor Soccer League.